Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, we're joined by special guest Julia Matika. Julia, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited. All right. And I just finished your book this morning, so we'll put this up for the camera to pick it up. It is Power, Prayer, and Spiritual Warfare. What a powerful book that you've written. And I, I can tell you, it's one thing to read a book and to have some extra knowledge, but it's a book that when I finished the last page, I said I need to go immediately to my knees to get some prayer time. So it's a, it's a powerful influence that you have in putting this together to bring a grown man to his knees, ultimately for the glory of God and getting people to be able to pray and connect in a, in a I would say even in a special, in a, in a uh, come back to the word power, there's a powerful way that you connect to be able to bring people to that position. And you're not the first one I've heard say that. So that's encouraging. Come on. Mm -hmm. So you're doing some big things. So I want people to know a little bit about who you are. So I'll go over your bio. Uh, You um, have 40 years of walking with the Lord, daily time in his word, married for 40 years, which is quite the achievement. Absolutely. I I can tell you six years feels like, hey, you know, you feel like you've accomplished something. But 40 years, admirable, admirable, admirable. Well done. You have three grown children, seven grandchildren. You're a style coach and you're a representative for a line of jewelry. You get a chance to go into to homes and you've shared God's word with hundreds and hundreds of women Absolutely. Um, in that space, which is just incredible. And then you all have done small group leadership for Absolutely. Um, over mm-hmm. uh, over a decade. Or Oh, gosh. I, my husband and I have either been Sunday school teachers or uh, small group leaders for the entire 40 years almost. Wow. So like the experience of leadership that you two bring to the table is incredible. Oh, yeah. I have an awesome husband. Yeah, Loves the Lord with a passion. Come on. You got to love that. You love that. So let me ask you, um, when did you decide to become an author? Well, I'm a science and math girl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So English wasn't my thing. Um, I never even considered writing a book. In fact, I didn't Probably by the time I was 35, I had read five or six books all the way through. Okay, wow. I mean, I just, yeah. And all of a sudden, I began reading, and I fell in love with reading, Mm. especially self-help books, things that would encourage me, help me be a better person, help me grow in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so as I began reading and reading, um, the thought first came to my mind about writing a book when one of my very good friends, Sherry, um, kept telling me, please write us a book about how to rear children. Wow. Please, please, please. And I kept thinking, oh, but I didn't feel, I didn't feel led to do that. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I, that was 10 years ago. So I kind of just, you know, let it process for a while. Sure. Well, um, probably Six years ago, I began thinking about writing a book just for my grandchildren to pass down wow. about all the spiritual lessons and the mm-hmm. illustrations that I use. Yes. Started that, spent hours, my computer crashed. No. The best IT guy could not bring it back. Oh, and no. And that was back when I didn't have anything on the cloud. So oh, I went. Oh, my goodness. That so, is devastating. Right. So all that said, God had a different plan, and mm-hmm. you'll hear about that. So I, I wasn't planning on being an author probably until five years ago. Wow. Yeah. What a journey. And, and you bring up an interesting principle, Sherry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. 
the kind of person would who would have a vision for your life and mm. she, i mean I'm, I'm just imagining i don't i've never met her i, I don't no, i imagine she's a precious friend but to have a friend like that where she admired you respected you and go and went if you put something out she would devour it she would mm. be a, a, she, she sounds like a great fan a friend and a support that if we can find friends like that in our lives and that's what when, when i'm thinking about my audience and what they're listening to like find yourself a sherry Somebody oh, who will believe absolutely. in who you, will That's right. champion your journey and go, hey, this is, you know, she really is calling out this gift. Yeah, she thinks I can't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> She's just one of those good friends. Yes. Everybody needs one. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm, I'm an aspiring author, you know, so I want to be like yes. you one day. And I remember as well, the first guy who told me I could see you writing books and it's always one of those like, who, you know, who am I? I can you know? see you writing books too and, after talking no, to you. Th- thank you. <laughs> but him saying like that when I was, you know, in my early 20s and I'm going, who am I? I'm like reading other books. I, I like theirs. But who am I to think that I can do something like that? But you just, you know, his name is Michael Balzer. You know, he actually leads a church now and I think it's Vermont. And uh, and I've decided he doesn't know this. I don't even know if he listens to this. But, but I, I would say this, the first book I write, I'm dedicating it, you know, to him. Because he had a vision for Molly, just like Sherry had a vision for you. Now you, you know? just got me in trouble because I didn't dedicate it to Sherry. <laughs> but I mean, you, you shouted her out, which is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you shared that part. Now, who has been, maybe this is the same answer. You tell me. Who has been the biggest influence in you deciding to write the book? Is it the same or is it? She is the one that got me thinking about it, mm-hmm. thinking that I could. In yes. fact, Sherry's daughter at one point, teenage daughter, said that if I ran for president, I would be the first female president. Wow, <laughs> big time. So this is a family who's encouraged <laughs> me, right? Yes. Um, but past that, I, I'm going to be cliche because it was God. It's the story I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. It's It's just him taking me through a journey and telling me to write it down. Sure. And at the time, I thought it was going to be just for my legacy, for my family, my grandchildren. But he wanted it to be something bigger. Yes. I like it. I like it. Now, you mentioned becoming an avid reader, you know, at 35 Mm -hmm. and forward. How have authors and books contributed to your growth as a person? Oh, I don't know if I can even explain how much. I have people I love that don't read. And I absolutely um, beg them mm-hmm. to read yes. because it has changed my life. Of course, I don't read a lot of fiction, and I know a lot of people love it, mm-hmm. but I have a tendency with my personality to want to read books that I can learn from, yes. that I can um, make myself better so that I can pour into others. Yes. And so those are the books. So I've read, you know, I've read a ton of. Uh, of Max Licato, mm-hmm. of John Maxwell, yes, Jackson, John Maxwell, Maxwell, Maxwell. Yes. Um, oh gosh, Tony Evans, Priscilla Shire, um, Beth Moore, you know, so mm-hmm. I've poured a lot yes. of that into me over the years. I love hearing that. Yeah. And Max Licato had the forward of the book. It does. Oh, look at that, y'all. And it was a miracle. It yes. really was. I don't deserve that. It was a miracle. Come on. That's a big time, big time author. Absolutely. I, I, and I, I mentioned this to you previously, I think the other day, but 
I wrote a paper on Max Lucado when I was in college, writing about his impact and his influence, where I had to go and read a few of his books, some of his children's books, and then provide a breakdown, you know, at the college level. And, uh, but it's, it's crazy because I remember writing, writing about Oak Hills, writing about the church, and then for you to ha have a book coming out with his name on it, to me, um, big deal, huge deal. Well, it is. The book first came out in March, uh -huh. and um, it, it, it came out, and I had a big book signing, and it was exciting. And about two weeks into it, one day I received a text, mm -hmm. and it blew my mind. It said, hi, Julia, this is Max Licato. Wow. My secretary has talked to me about your book, and I would like to endorse it. And so we stopped marketing the book. Mm -hmm. We came in and made some changes to make it a little easier to understand because it's it's a deep study. Mm -hmm. And um, and put his forward in it. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Big exciting. Deal. Yes. I love it. I love hearing that. It's interesting. You even brought up John Maxwell. John Maxwell tells a story of how his uh, father raised um, him when it comes to reading. And instead of giving them money for chores, like taking the trash out, they give money for completing books. And, um, and, he, and the point he makes is my dad was preparing me to, to be used to not getting money for taking out the trash unless he's preparing me to be a trash man. But he's preparing him to be somebody who's committed to improving and developing himself. Mm. So every time he finished a book, that's where the allowance would be. Now, I've not read that. I'm going to tell my, my children that for mm -hmm. their kids. That's yes. a great idea. If I ever have some, you know, I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll use it's that great. one. <laughs> now, what unique internal challenge did you face in the journey to publish your book? To publish my book? Um... Well, I wasn't a known author, so of course I wasn't going to get picked up by a major publisher. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I looked into Max's books and um, found out that there was kind of a subsidiary company that would publish uh, with me. It's mm -hmm. not completely self-publishing. It's kind of a combination. Nice. It's called Westbow Press. Mm -hmm. They took me through the, I had to spend some money, sure. but you know, when you have a, a mission, you feel like God wants you to do, that doesn't matter. Yep. Spot on. Right. Um, so I can't, I, I don't know. I've never published a book any other way. Mm -hmm. I just kind of prayed and asked God to open doors in front of me and they walked me through it. Yes. I don't know if that answers your no, question. It, it, that's it not real exciting, but I just, you know, I, 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 I that's what I did is I didn't self-publish. But I had someone that could help me mm -hmm. along the journey of self-publishing. And they're yes. going to do some marketing for me and things like that. Nice. So. No, I mean, the reason I ask it is, well, one, again, aspiring author, I'm just right. wondering about the process behind the scenes. Because right now I'm in creation. You know, I'm finishing the writing, writing out the chapters, you know, in, in, in that space. And I'm wondering. And then, of course, people that tune in, I know a lot of people communicate, oh, I want to write a book. And they've shared this dream or this vision that they have for mm -hmm. themselves. But then so talking to somebody who's already down that path, in doing it, it's it, it's eye opening, right? I think yesterday I had a an author in the podcast studio, and we were discussing her journey, and it was, I think she did all self published. So then you're doing like a combination. So you, you're getting these different angles of people's journeys, and it helps to know there are options for people. There are, and you know, I guess 20 years ago, if if a big publisher didn't pick you up, you didn't get to do anything. Now right. with the opportunities out there. Um, you know, go for your, go for it, go for your dreams. Mm -hmm. Yes.
Now, did you um, did you receive any negative feedback from friends or family? I know you, you from, from the sounds of it, you have an incredible supportive circle. But did you ha did you receive any negative um, feedback when you shared your vision or dream for writing this book, where you had to overcome that? Uh, well, those very closest to me, as I share my story about how this book was written, um, watched me go through the journey. Mm -hmm. And they knew that God was calling me to write it down. And so they prayed for me, my kids, my husband. Yes. They, they, they prayed for me, and they helped me get through the journey. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even the scripture says that Jesus was not— um, what word am I looking for? He was not honored in his own town. They said exactly. he couldn't do many works mm -hmm. because he wasn't honored. I have, you know, lifelong friends that have not even acknowledged I've written a book, mm. you know? And right, so it's right. just true. The people closest to you sometimes, you know, I'm Julia. I'm, mm. I'm, what could I know? Sure. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, it's a God thing. It just mm -hmm. is. Right, right. No, it's, it's real. I, I remember when I was first started sharing for me to transition from the uh, corporate role that I had over the last seven years and transitioning to start my own business. And then in my own business as a speaker and a coach, I wanted to get into writing books as well. And I remember the first person I sent, I think somebody had asked me about my transition from the corporate world and they sent me a message and asked me about it. And I shared my dream of being a speaker and an author. And then they said, LOL. And then I was like, what do you, like, there was no, I didn't say, there was no joke that I made. Yeah. <laughs> but you just remember those moments and you go, okay, but, but to your point, if this is God calling me to do That's this, right. then I, I could have, you know, every person on the planet saying, you know, talking down, you know, and it wasn't even a big insult. It was LOL, no. you know, and, and that could be taken a bunch of different ways. But Derek, but, you're right. You're completely right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if when you when you feel like God wants you to do something, you have to do it, no matter. In fact, I wish I had my Bible because remember that little yes. uh, that little quote I gave mm -hmm. you. Um, I re I I'm reminded myself all the time that things don't come easy. People are not going to understand that you've got to take the knocks. Mm -hmm. And I probably couldn't have taken the knocks 20 years ago. Sure. But I can today. Right. And so that's why God has me where I am today. Yes. Yeah. I am with it. I'm with it. Now, what would you say has been the most rewarding part of writing this book? Hearing people, hearing people like you give mm -hmm. me feedback. When I, um, at the beginning of this year, I asked God for one, for one thing this year, mm -hmm. that I would hear back from at least a thousand people that wow. said that my book has made a difference in their life. Yes. And I'm not keeping track, but I, I just can't. Mm -hmm. So many people have reached out to me. And of course, there's so many of my books that people have ordered that are sitting there that they haven't tapped into them yet. Sure. So I'm, I'm excited to see all I want God to do is open up everyone's eyes to the power that lies in them mm -hmm. so they can change the world around them. Yes. And that's all I want. And when I hear that's happened, it just, you know, it, it's almost like it's the last thing on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, it's as a speaker, coach, writer, like you, you, you think about, and we, it's a bit biblical, right? The power of helping one person. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's all mm -hmm. you, you mm -hmm. always, I, I, I go, if this speech could have one person in this audience, you know, it might be 700 people here. And if I get connect with one, then it's worth it. It's mm -hmm. worth the investment. Right. It's worth the time. But just the fact that you're not just helping one again. Hey, one's right here. You got, you know, and all the people that are giving you feedback, it is, it is incredibly uplifting and encouraging mm -hmm. and nourishing that 
you're right in the path that God wants for you to help people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let me let me transition and I, I want to read a few excerpts from the book and then we can have a little bit of discussion on what I took away. So the, the first thing that jumped out at me from the book was you were talking about the opposition you were facing and you had recently finished spinal mm -hmm. surgery and you had a situation with uh, your two-year-old granddaughter. You want to tell us a little bit about that story, what happened behind the scenes? Yes. So um, just a little bit of backstory. Uh, about five years ago, I began asking God how prayer works. I wanted to know how he designed it to work. I was tired of just praying into the air, which I've always prayed. Mm -hmm. And people say we pray just because we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I got a little frustrated with that because I see a different kind of prayer and power uh, back in the early church. Mm -hmm. And I began to say, God, if you could just show me how it works I could I could use it I could use it so much better I, I say more efficiently my husband says that's not the right word but I think it is mm -hmm. because when God gives me time to do things sure. I want to maximize that yes. for his kingdom right? Mm -hmm. right and so I kept asking for six months and I was relentless mm -hmm. which I can be ask my husband um, <laughs> And I figured if I kept asking, because the scripture says, if you'll seek me with all your heart, you'll find me, Right. that I would get answers. Mm -hmm. And I did. After about six months, God began to speak to me through books I read, through the scripture, the, the studies I was doing on prayer and power were strong and mm -hmm. through other people. And um, at the same time, my life began to crater literally Whoa. crater. My health completely declined. Oh, no. I was in. Three years of terrible pain. and Three years. Three solid years of pain daily. Wow. Um, my, 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 we had problems uh, with our immediate family, terrible problems mm -hmm. with um, relationships that we'd never had before. I lost a couple of people very dear to me. Oh, no. Things happened in the church that mm -hmm. were just bizarre. And I knew on this particular day, what I was in for, because I had been studying prayer and I was about to deliver some of this book to my Bible study mm -hmm. about four years ago that night. And my two-year-old granddaughter was in my backyard with me mm -hmm. and I had just had spinal surgery. I had one of those, what do you call them around your neck? The brace? Brace around your neck and it was what, six days before, it was less than a week. And I was sitting on a bench outside and I heard her scream. Whoa. She had gone around the side of the pool and one foot had slipped and she was in the water drowning. Oh my goodness. And I went running. I could not reach over and grab her because of my surgery. I, can't, I couldn't pull up. Mm -hmm. So I had to fall on my back, reach in with my arm and pull her all over, roll her on top of me. Wow. And as we were both lying there soaking wet, mm -hmm. it dawned on me. I mean, I said, Lord, what am I in for? The yes. enemy is not going to let me mm -hmm. study this and teach this easily. Oof. And that was really the beginning of the worst. Wow. Yeah. And, and the, the, the image captured me when I was reading, I think it was in chapter one, and I was like, wow, like she went through it. And for you to even say this, was, this is the beginning of everything that happened. It and, really was. And I, I relate to just the challenge. There's sometimes 
there's challenges that I can share about. Like, again, like that story is a shareable story, mm-hmm. but I, I know I've been through challenges with my family and friends that are, it's not even appropriate to share out loud. Some of the things I couldn't share with you that we exactly. went through. It's exactly. Not, it, you're right. Mm-hmm. Wow. But uh, the enemy attacked oh. and then you clearly overcome. So we have the book here. Um, but then uh, I wanted to co- come back to a few other things that you, that you mentioned in the book. Because you mentioned in chapter three, you say, he sends his power back to earth through us. You want to break that down for us? Sure. Um, after studying this, I really believe that, especially us in the Western world, mm-hmm. in third world countries, you don't see it so much. But in the Western world, we've gotten to the point where we pray um, um, vertically a lot. We talk to God about our problems. We spend time with him, which is great, needful. We yes. praise him. But somehow along the decades, we have lost the idea of horizontal prayer. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that God says he puts the power in us when we become a believer, Mm -hmm. the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead, which is literally the same power that God spoke the world into existence Mm -hmm. with, that he puts that in us and flows that through us by Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And we don't use it much. Mm -hmm. And he began to show me that we need, or that I needed, to begin letting that power flow through me and out into a hurting world that I could help just through my prayers by the the power of God. Yes. He puts a tremendous authority in us if if we have the power that raised Christ from the dead in us. Mm -hmm. And he expects us to use that we we can be Jesus's hands and feet, and we need to be, right? right. No doubt. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much things we can do being Jesus's hands and feet. Mm-hmm. When a loved one has a an addiction, or yes. we're going to talk about strongholds probably in a minute, yes. something that that just controls their life where it's destroying them, mm-hmm. we want to help them. No doubt. We really can't do much with our hands and feet. That's, that's true. But what I've learned is that if I let God send his power through me and out to break down those addictions, mm-hmm. those hang-ups, those hurts, that we can see God work in a mighty way right before our eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm living proof of that because I've done this. Yes. And I have watched people very close to me. Mm-hmm. Some I can share and some I can't. Their life's completely set free mm-hmm. just because I use the power of God in me and commanded in the name of Jesus that God's power do its work. Yes. When I do that, the Bible says the enemy is defeated mm-hmm. and God can eventually break through. Yes. There's, a, there's this component of power that you bring up in the book, and you, you asked a question about, how would you describe your prayer life? And you just ask that as a as a to reader to engage that. And I, I I just think about the potential words that that believers could use to describe their prayer life. Maybe monotonous. Maybe repetitious. Maybe um, short. A lot of times none. Sadly, right. Um, minimal, right. Mm-hmm. But I, I think what your book does it, it calls us to use prayer 
in a powerful way. Like in the, you asked that question in the book where you ask, how many of you would describe your prayer as powerful? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we could just neglect that. Oh, like we could settle for traveling on, um, on a shopping cart instead of actually getting the horsepower car, right? This, is, this car has a lot of power and that's the power that we have access to, but sometimes we don't even tap into it. We don't even realize that what we have access to. We don't realize that our, our prayers are really selfish. We don't realize that because mm-hmm. they're mainly, when we talk about um, vertical prayer, it's, it's mainly about us. It's sure. mainly about um, God helping us. Um, and that's and like I said, that's needful. He's there for us. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to see it as that because when we don't take his power and send it out vertically to help others, we're being selfish. Mm-hmm. What I've learned is that for 35 years, I, I had a prayer life and never knew what to expect. I would not have called it powerful. Mm-hmm. But now, since I pray like I pray and I see God do what he does, yes. I am compelled to pray every day. Yes. I am compelled. I feel like I am being so selfish by not sending God's power out mm. to change the lives of the people I know around me yes. as I would want them to do for me. Mm-hmm. So... That's why I tell people it will. If you'll really embrace the book, and it's all scripture, mm-hmm. it's all very clear Bible study. Mm-hmm. It will literally give you that prayer life that you just never knew you could have. Yes, and you will begin feeling fulfilled in your Christian life because you know that you're making a difference in the kingdom of God. Yes, I love that. You can just hear your passion coming through. So I, I, I love it. I, I love connecting with passionate people. So. Um, Yes, I am with it. Now, you also mentioned in chapter 6, you bring up this concept that God, you insist that God uses pain, heartache, mm-hmm. and loss. So you want to tell us a little bit about what well, you, what you mean by that? Well, and I did say I would not say that he makes it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure about right. that. I remember you saying I'll be honest with you mm-hmm. after studying scripture. But I do know that what Satan means for evil, God turns into good. That's right. And as I went through those three years of pain, um, there were times I would get down on my knees and just bawl like a baby. Mm -hmm. There were times I asked God to take me home. Mm -hmm. I was tired. Nobody could find out what was wrong with me. I was just, I was worn out. But because I was aware that I was tapping into something so powerful. And because I'm so hard headed, <laughs> I recognized what was happening. I knew that the enemy was trying to stop something big. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept going, knowing that, that and God, God did promise me through a scripture one day that there would be an end. Mm-hmm. And um, knowing that there would be an end, and even if there wasn't, that I would keep going. Yes. You, I think you, you, you bring up these two almost paradoxical points, I think, right? Where this one of your, your prayer life can be powerful, you know, and like you can make changes and make differences. But then you have this other element in, our prayer, in your prayer life you just talked about where for three years this went seemingly unanswered or even 
it went denied where that request that was going up where yes where that it was request to god heal me was not mm-hmm. being heard even though he did give me hope through a really we don't have time today but a really neat circumstance that happened mm-hmm. and that spurred me on to keep me going yes um i think and that's a great question because here is what the book boils down to mm-hmm. If we want to pray with authority in mm-hmm. Jesus' name for sure. things to happen, it needs to be things that we know are God's will. There we go. And how do we know what's God's will? Well, we know from the Word of God and mm-hmm. from Jesus himself. Yes. I mean, we can, I can give you a list of so many things that the Scripture is clear on mm-hmm. that is his will that if you only prayed those things, you wouldn't have time to worry about anything wow. else. There and we go. so, you know, we know it's his will for everyone to come to know the Lord and none to perish. Right. We know that it's his will to defeat the enemy and to break down strongholds. Yes. Uh, we know it's his will for believers to grow strong. Uh, so there are things there that we can speak powerfully into. Yes. But, you know, I couldn't tell you it was his will that I, that I got well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jesus came to heal while he was here. That's what he did. Right. Um, but on the other hand, as I finished the book with when in prayers aren't answered that we think they should be answered, why? Exactly. Um, I couldn't tell you at the time that it was God's will mm-hmm. to take my pain away. Right. I, and I still can't. I, I knew at the time that mm-hmm. I had to yield to whatever he was not stopping in me. Whatever yes. was happening was most likely a, a natural happening, whether the enemy had anything to do with it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do know that God wanted me to push through it. Yes. And during the hardest time of my life, I kept pushing it. Oh, I'm glad I did. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to drama, I think. Uh, the analogy I, I, I think about is sometimes parents or even father figures can go to their child, go to your room until you're in a better mood, you know. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but we have to remember that God's not that way. And and there's and when we look at the scriptures and even the way people pray, and it's like these raw, sometimes even ugly prayers, um, they're like God didn't edit those ugly prayers out of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. He included those, and as we... The way I, I, I think about it, instead of just going through drama, growing through drama closer oh. to him. And right. and, and I hear, I'm hearing that in you because sometimes we go, well, your prayers are powerful. But then you go, wait, well, why isn't it working for this situation in this circumstance in my life right now? Where is the power? And that's it, because he promises if it's his will, mm-hmm. he'll answer it. If he doesn't. By some chance, it's because it's going to do a greater good, we know. Exactly. But that doesn't explain away things. So mm-hmm. I'm not letting that explain prayers, unanswered prayers away anymore because right. I've seen too many answered because I knew they were the will of God and, yes. and he did it. Mm-hmm. So during that time, there were times that I got angry at him. There were times that I fell on my knees crying and saying, can't, you know, why, why, why are you doing this now, of course, He most likely wasn't the cause of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But he definitely chose because I was giving him total control of my life. Yes. The enemy was not had any control over me during this Mm -hmm. time. I can guarantee you that. Um, He could have taken that pain away, and he didn't until until the said time. Right. And so 
I knew that. And part of studying this book and understanding that is what made me persevere, mm-hmm. knowing that, okay, this is a reason. This is all a part of it. This is going to be part of the story. Yes. Which is, is one of the most hard lessons to learn. I know, again, when I've experienced pain when people have hurt me personally, which I feel like as an adult, I, I can process that completely fine. People hurting me. Mm-hmm. But then when people start hurting people close to me, Ooh, we, I mean, if somebody hurt, you know, hurts my mom or my wife or brothers and sisters or friends, that's when like seven, you know, seven, 16 years ago, I thought that I, as silly as it sounds, I thought I mastered hatred. You know, I thought I mastered anger and I thought I mastered forgiveness. Cause I'm like, Oh, what well, it's easy. All you got to do is be forgiving toward everyone. It's simple, simple. Like just do it, you know? And when people, <laughs> right. <laughs> When people would be unforgiving, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, just, just forgive, just choose, and just choose it ahead of time so that when you're there. But I tell you what, when people hurt those close to me, it brought all of that back up. That's right. And I dealt with some of that during that time. Mm-hmm. Others hurting, you know, the enemy just attacked everyone I loved. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and, and asking, like, and I, I, I've, you know, my, some of my prayers during that season were like, God, can I get some G-rated drama? You know, something like Disney Channel drama <laughs> instead of like, I feel like all this is rated R. Like, this is like, you, you don't tell, I can't even tell these stories on the platforms that I'm on because I want to protect the people that, that things are happening to. And, uh, but just going through that um, has been, it was super challenging. Oh, yeah. But to have something to go through it with, with somebody who knows, familiar with suffering, he knows pain. He's been there. Aww. He knows rejection. Um, it's such a, uh, it's a beautiful and a powerful thing. Something else you mentioned is, let's talk about strongholds. You mentioned mm-hmm. strongholds can be part of our brain where Satan has built a fortress that is very hard for us to take back. So because I'm a science girl. Yes. Um, about 10 years ago, I read a book and it was just a science book on the newest findings of the brain. Mm-hmm. Still have it. And it made such an impact on me because as he described how the brain changes physically when addiction, bad habits, mm-hmm. or even good habits sure. happen, I started realizing oh my gosh, this thing that God talks about in the scripture, the strongholds, are a physical thing. I always saw them as some kind of a spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. It's all, it's just not so hard, folks. Mm -hmm. God created everything and he just uses what he created. It just happens. So strongholds are a real thing. Mm -hmm. When the Bible says we need to have the mind of Christ, it's just the opposite. Mm -hmm. We get the mind of Christ by changing uh, the way our brain pathways run and function. Mm -hmm. And so as I wrote about that, um, I have a part in there called the anatomy of a stronghold. And Mm -hmm. I try to explain to people what that looks like. Sure. Because strongholds are literally something that takes over a section of our thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. And once they're there, they can be very hard to be penetrated, as any life coach or psychiatrist can tell you. Mm -hmm. We all have them, good and bad, 
Mm-hmm. But uh, many times they take over our lives in such a way that they run our lives or control our lives. Yes. Um, so the reason that was important is because I realized that. I realized I could ask God or speak in his name mm-hmm. to break down those strongholds mm-hmm. in people's lives. Yes. Um, my um, One of my sons, and I'm sure he's not going to mind me sharing this because he's been very open with it Mm -hmm. um in the last year has dealt with some major major problems um Mm -hmm. where he had some um addictions to self literally Mm -hmm. and some narcissism that was controlling his life Mm -hmm. and it was severe you would never believe it and i I began to to just command in the name of Jesus that those be broken down. Mm-hmm. And my family watched miraculously wow. as those walls fell. Mm-hmm. And God gave him not a beginning of a healing, but he tore down those strongholds and they're gone. Yes. They're gone. I love it. It's hearing just that. amazing. Mm-hmm. We watched the same thing in my cousin who came to live with me. Yes. Who was an alcoholic. Wow. And for 10 years, severe, almost to the point of literally dying twice. God didn't just give her a tolerance of not drinking. Mm -hmm. In her words, he has taken the desire away. Wow. So this is the thing. This is what I have to offer people who, believers who say, I have people in my life I can't help. Mm -hmm. Read this book. Do this book. It's all scriptural. Mm-hmm. It will change your life, and it will change the ones yes. around you. Right. And in, in in that coaching perspective, it's it's one of those areas where naturally, I mean, I'm working with believers, non-believers in that space, and the goal is to help people. And one thing that we talk about in coaching is, do you understand what's blocking you, what's hindering you? And then you have a plan for that. Now, I'm helping them to figure out actions that are going to help them overcome blocks to their goals. But also for me, as I'm going to these coaching sessions, as I'm driving up, you know, I'm I'm praying over them, regardless if they're a believer or not. But I want them to be right released from these strongholds. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to have access to not just even normalcy, but them to be able to have access to be able to to excel and succeed and have the success that you know we, we all want mm-hmm. and but but to to your point about even the neurological pathways um sometimes there's blocks and then the scripture tells us that 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 uh that those are there's these strongholds and we even uh, to, to your point in the book about like the science behind the strongholds it's it's fascinating um to see the the physical and the spiritual come together Oh. with some of the research and it always does right, right. that's what's amazing mm-hmm. science thinks you know that they have it all figured out but it always comes back to tying into the way god made things yes exactly yeah awesome another takeaway i have from the book is the idea of commanding versus simply requesting mm. So do you want to talk about a yeah. little bit about that? I and will. I, 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 is, I know this is touchy. Yeah, it's it touchy, is. But. This is where God, God, you know, it's one of those <laughs> things that God said, I, I need you to mention this. 
Mm-hmm. I think now if I would write the book, I would even be more forceful with it, though. Okay. But he said, I want you to mention this. I know it's going to be hard for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I studied the scripture and I saw how God placed the power in believers, mm-hmm. like I said, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Yes. The same power that came out of his mouth that spoke the word into existence. Yes. The same power that the quantum physics, did you read that? Yes. Pretty cool, huh? Mm -hmm. The quantum physics uh, teaches that is at the very center of the smallest particles that holds the whole earth together Mm -hmm. against all science um, understanding. It is in you if you've accepted Christ. Mm -hmm. It is it is there. So what that does is it gives you and I the power, that same power mm-hmm. that God spoke to speak into our world. Yes. Now, why? Because God needs a way back into this world. The Bible says it's, it's, it's controlled by Satan. Mm-hmm. It says that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's mm-hmm. the prince of the world. Yes. And uh, man gave that up. He gave, they gave that right up. Mm-hmm. And so God decided that through Jesus Christ, he was going to find a way back into this world. Mm-hmm. So by sending his son, conquering death, and then sending uh, Jesus Christ's spirit to live in us, that same power is in us. Mm -hmm. And when I began to realize that and realize that the last thing Jesus said is, you know, authority is given into me in heaven and earth, and I'm going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. We're sitting here with all authority in heaven and earth. Why don't we do something with it? So I've I've learned that when I know something is God's will, Mm. when I know it's something that he wants to do from the scripture or from the character of Jesus, I know that for sure, Mm -hmm. that I I say, um, in the the power that you've put in me, God, the authority you've given me, I send it out in the name of Jesus Christ, and I command that strongholds be broken down yes. of fear in this person. Mm-hmm. I command that that so-and-so's eyes be open to your truth, yes. because I know those are things God wants to do, mm-hmm. and I'm so passionate about it. I've done it, and it works, yes. so why not try to let everybody else know, too? I mean, that's right. the point. We're believers. We're supposed to be bringing the kingdom here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and you, and, and you bring it up even in the book that you had some hesitation about it because, as you know, you talk about even as Westerners, we can feel uncomfortable with that kind of authority that we have access to. And, I, and even for me, right, I remember when my brother got hit by a car and I was there shortly after, you know, he's bleeding from his mouth. I'm wondering if he's going to die. You know, my stepdad asked me for my shirt. So I take my shirt off, give him a shirt. And so he's there. I'm thinking he's dying. And I'm hearing this woman who's going, you know, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And in my mind and in my heart, I'm going like, will you shut up with the name of Jesus? Like we're trying to tend to his physical needs. Like what's that going to do? It's not going to do anything to help. So like in my, in my heart, that's what I'm thinking. Now I'm just like crying on the outside because my, my, what's happening with my brother. But that was my heart. That was my, my raw thought. But, you know, and my brother went to the hospital, um, completely fine. I mean, he, he got some stitches for his lip. But when I came back to even principles in your book, it's back to that. I think that woman understood something that I missed even in that moment as a believer going, she believed there was some power to tap into to command Mm -hmm. the healing in that setting. And and I've since looked back and wondered how minimal the damage was with being the whole car being hit. 
like how much was it us physically and then how much was it that woman praying over him praying mm-hmm. and commanding over him and uh, it just it, it makes you wonder like okay well um uh, and, and, and it's certainly probably a lot of both but i don't think i realized the power and that it's the command that she was doing in in the the authority that i had access to because i wasn't wasn't praying like that that's interesting derek yeah that's that's the problem i had is that i think we need to take off our western masks of pride because we've gotten to this point where believers we all want to be just normal yes we want to just kind of not stand out be normal and that kind of grows over the line and i would have thought it did too five years ago Mm -hmm. trust me i would have gone uh -uh, i can't who am i but through this i've learned that if i don't i'm not doing what god commanded me to do right and so I encourage everyone to just take a breath. I'm not, you know, telling us that we need to be God. Mm-hmm. I'm telling us that we just need to use the authority God's already placed in us. Yes. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, yes. I got it. Um, thanks for that. I think that's an incredible insight. So as we uh, bring this in for a landing, I do want to ask you, so with this book, what is your, because something you talk about in the book, you mentioned um, the transition, the shift from small, general prayer requests mm-hmm. to big, specific prayer requests. What is your big, specific prayer request for this book? Um, I do command this in the name of Jesus because I know without a doubt that what's in there is the will of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, every, every single day, I say, I command in the name of Jesus Christ that this book be so filled with power that everyone who needs to read it will get it in their hands Mm -hmm. and that it will change the world. And I know that sounds crazy, but I believe this is so of God. I think when people know me who read it, they go, this doesn't even sound like you. (laughs) How'd you do this? My own kids do that. They go, Mom. Mom, how'd you do this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not. It really isn't me. It's mm-hmm. just been a fun thing to do with, with God directing me. And yes. so I really think he has something special. If it's not right now, it's going to be in the future. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And it's, it is. I think you, even your vision of, like, legacy mm-hmm. and, you, and you, your vision initially, the way you describe it, it was my family. But right. then God's going, no, 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 no. Like, I'm, I'm thinking bigger. Right. And he's uh, he put that on your heart to like change the world, have an impact, have an influence. Again, it's it's influencing me. And then whoever's tuning in, you know, influence them as well. So um, one, uh, thank you for joining. Absolutely. Um, sure. We'll have to have you back. I know you bring great insight from marriage, parenting. We get to have a lot of great conversation for my audience. So they're tuning in and hearing some great principles from you. Um, if you're tuning in, I'm here with Julia Matika. Look at that, right? You did it. Right. All right. Um, and we're talking about her book, The Power. So it's Power, Prayer, and Spiritual Warfare. Pick up the book. It's Amazon. Where else is this? Everywhere. Amazon, Everywhere. Barnes & Noble, Westbo, anywhere online that sells books, you'll find it. There we go. So it's a book you pick up, pick up to elevate, embolden, and empower your prayer life. Uh, we're here on the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. If you're tuning in, be sure to like the the podcast, rate it well, leave a comment, share it, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Thanks, Derek.